Bidzy Small Business Society number 93. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today I am talking to Alan Arlt. Alan is the founder of Ultimate Hoops, which is an online basketball platform that fuses with the on-court experience. Previous to that, he worked in ad sales, generating more than $100 million in revenue annually. Alan is an entrepreneur and a speaker and does some of his own work in podcasting as well. So, Alan, thank you for making the time for me today. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show, Rob. I really appreciate it. Um, so my background is, so I was, I was born and raised in the suburbs of Minneapolis, and I always grew up with a passion for basketball, both from a playing perspective and from an analytical perspective. Um, so I guess you could say I was both a basketball player and a basketball nerd. Uh, I love the stats. I love the box scores. As a kid, I used to read all the box scores and pretend I was doing my own NBA game. So I always had that in me and I, I didn't know at that age, obviously how that would manifest itself till later, later in life. Uh, graduated from the university of Minnesota and immediately after graduation, I moved to New York city, uh, no job, uh, put an apartment on my credit card. I just knew I wanted to live in, in New York. Uh, after hustling for a few months, I got a job at Turner broadcasting and worked in the television industry. As you mentioned, as a advertising and marketing executive for TBS, TNT, and then discovery channel and TLC. And during that time, uh, in addition to getting some really valuable experience that would help me as an entrepreneur uh, later, I was also playing in a lot of recreational basketball leagues in New York. Um, and the experience to me, I thought, was really um, uninspiring. Uh, no stats. Everybody's wearing T-shirts. You'd be lucky if you had one ref for some of these games. Just a bunch of ragtag guys getting together to loft the ball around. That's it, pretty much. <laughs> Exactly. That's what it was. And so I would go to NBA games and I would see 
all the guys my age in the in the in the stands wearing Knicks jerseys, and and I knew at that time like there's 300 players that get to play in the NBA, but there's millions of players like me who would never be good enough to play in the NBA that would want to be treated like a professional. So I had that swimming around in my head in a, for a while of like there's got to be a better way to do a recreational basketball league than what I was playing in. So um, that all uh, intersected with, I was, I was in the industry, advertising, uh, television industry for about 10 years. That was becoming really a, a rinse and repeat uh, job for me. It was upfront season, go through kind of the same things every year. So I was, I was getting an itch to do something different. Um, and then I had a couple personal tragedies happen to me. I lost my dad suddenly uh, in July 2001 of a sudden heart attack at 58. And then a year later, I lost my mom, also at 58, and then sandwiched in between there was 9-11. So those three big events for me kind of made me take stake in what I wanted to do next. And then at that time, the ultimate hoops idea came to me. So moved back to Minneapolis, launched the business here in Minneapolis in 2006, um, really with the brand promise of no matter what your ability is, we are going to treat you like a professional. So if you're going to play in an Ultimate Hoops League, you're going to get full stats, full videos. Uh, Now we have podcasts. Whether you play like Alan Arlt or LeBron James, we're going to treat you like LeBron James. And that that was always our brand promise. So we started here in 2006 with one league. We were up for 18 months, and then we were acquired by Lifetime Fitness. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, We were acquired by Lifetime Fitness, um, which is a large-scale health club uh, company here uh, in America with over 120 locations. They've been a fantastic fit for us. And since 2008, when we were acquired, uh, we've continued to expand our leagues across the country. We're now in 22 uh, different markets in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, we are recognized now as the largest recreational basketball league in America. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, we're just starting a new training business now, podcasting business. So the more media we can layer on top of the business, uh, the better. So it's been a great ride. Now... Let's talk about your business some more. What motivated you to launch Ultimate Hoops? I mean, I think you talked about it already. You wanted to sort of get more on the analytical side, but what motivated you? You know, it seems like you left what looks like a, you know, a very safe and highly paid position in advertising, right? Yeah, yeah, I was doing very well. Um, you know, when I came up with the idea, certainly there were people in my lives, uh, in my life, who were saying, "What are you nuts? Why, <laughs> why are you leaving New York and Discovery Channel to start a basketball company? You're not even that good at basketball." So, you know, there was certainly a, a lot of that. Um, there was emotional motivation there with losing my father, who was a huge basketball fan. Um, so it was kind of an ode to him as well. But really, Rob, the, the biggest thing for me is, like I mentioned before, I just saw an opportunity in the market to do recreational basketball leagues a lot better than, the, than what they were being done. Um, stats, photos, and you know, in 2006, that's really when the internet was starting to get its legs beneath it. So I saw a lot of opportunity there. So it was really just seeing the opportunity, uh, taking everything that I've learned in 10 years, working in corporate America, applying it to that, and then just moving quickly. For sure. So we'll talk about that journey some more. But just quickly, how would I use your platform? Uh, you provide all the templates, and I'm basically putting in all the numbers. Is it something like that, or no? It's it's really it's it's the full service. So it's it's open to all Lifetime Fitness members. So you actually play 
your games uh, here at Lifetime Fitness. You show up, you play, you sign up, and then we actually have statisticians and scoreboard operators at the game taking stats for you. So you play your game, you go home, and an hour later, all your stats, your box scores are populated on our website at uhlife.com. So you have all your stats for you. So it's it's really just adding the layer of stats onto an existing uh, basketball league that we have here at Lifetime Fitness. Awesome. That sounds great. It sounds very engaging. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and it culminates every year. We have our national tournament uh, in Las Vegas each May to see which is the best team uh, in Ultimate Hoops uh, across the country. So it all culminates into a big, big event as well. All right. Now, more on your journey here, Alan. What was the biggest hurdle you had to overcome with uh, the launch of that business? And can you walk us through some of the steps that you took to embrace and overcome that challenge? Yeah, you know, I think in the early part of the business, just getting the website up was the most challenging. Um, knowing we had to set up a database to do stats and everything else. And at that time, the web um, and coding was not one of my strengths. So finding a good partner that could build the website out the way we needed it was was uh, was a struggle, but we finally got there. Um, and, you know, once the business got going, once we were acquired by Lifetime Fitness, the biggest challenge was just scaling the experience to all the different locations across the country. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's easier when you're the guy actually doing all of it, executing it, planning it, but um, to have that level of execution in Minneapolis expand to Phoenix, Houston, Dallas, and maintain the quality is, is the biggest challenge. It's a challenge we still face today, um, but it's certainly something we've gotten better at. Give our listeners an idea of the time frame you took to launch the website. So, you know, did you launch it really lean or did you take some months or maybe years to really tweak the idea to make it perfect? Uh, it was certainly not perfect when we launched it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've always been that way. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a patient person. I always feel like let's just get something out and we will iterate quickly. Um, and we had to do that. Like it, we launched it in January of 2006 and I put a tent pole in the ground of like, we were going to have our first game in March, three months later. And the website was not, uh, it was probably about 60% there. So a lot of the games would happen and then we'd spend the all rest of the night really like hand coding the stats into the website. Um, and it wasn't until seven or months, eight months later that the website was actually finished where uh, post game would not take eight hours anymore. It would take an hour. So, uh, you know, it's something we, it, it, the old saying is we were building the plane as we were flying it really the first year, but it was, it was fun. <laughs> I think speed to market is key in a lot of cases, right? It is because, you know, I think you can wait too long if you try to make something, uh, something perfect too. And I was anxious just to get out and get the product, uh, product going as well. And so, yeah, I, it's, it's always, if you're 80% there, it's probably time to launch it. And the, the remaining 20% you can get done uh, very quickly. Sure, and just ask your users what you need to build into it. Ask them what they're looking for, I think, is a big takeaway too, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, that that is the final 20% is what your consumers are going to say about your first 80% and let them fill in the blanks uh, for the remaining 20%. Exactly. Now, Alan, why do you do this? Why is it so great to be an entrepreneur? Uh, I don't... <sighs> I, I don't know. I feel a little bit strange when people call me an entrepreneur. Like I get, I get some of that, but really it's not, I didn't have ambitions in my early twenties to be an entrepreneur. I didn't even know what that term meant. You know, I was, 
I just wanted to find a job in New York and I was very happy in New York. I had great bosses. I learned a ton and I just had, again, those moments happen to me with my family and then I just had this idea and I just wanted to chase it down. So uh, that was really the biggest motivation for me. It was just having an idea that I thought would work and having the courage just to go after it. It wasn't like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Now, what do I want to do? It was the complete opposite. How do you best engage with your audience? Help the up-and-coming entrepreneur understand how they can gain some of that initial traction, Ellen. Yeah, well, I mean, for us, I can get really specific. How we how we drive the Ultimate Hoops business is, is first and foremost, the, the million members that Lifetime Fitness brings through its doors every day. Uh, we're all always finding new ways to engage the Lifetime Fitness membership base related to basketball. What a great um, partnership that must be, right? It's fantastic. I could not think of a better partner to acquire us because Lifetime really fits our brand promise. When we talk about treating everybody like a professional, you will not find another health club in the world that has as great of basketball facilities as Lifetime Fitness has. So it, it is just spot on with what we're trying to do from a branding perspective. So other things were, were crazy heavy on social, like a lot of businesses are, uh, Facebook, Instagram. And we've also really gone all in on our inbound, inbound marketing strategy as well, um, from our content online in the form of articles, videos, and podcasts. You know, Rob, I'm sure you've seen the stats. 75% of direct mail never gets opened. 80% of 25 to 35-year-olds will fast-forward through television commercials. That same demographic, 85% of them are likely to click away from a website that just has too much advertising on it. So to, to reach a, a consumer under 40 with outbound traditional marketing is really, really tough today. So we've gone all in with our uhlife.com, with our articles, our podcasts, our photos, our videos, our blogs. And it's something we're going to continue to focus on in the next 12 to 18 months to acquire new customers. So with Lifetime Fitness, was an acquisition uh, on your radar at any point early on in your journey? Or is this something that just came up uh, organically and you seize that opportunity? It came up organically. Like, uh, shame on me. I never had an exit strategy uh, for the <laughs> business. You know, I, it was literally like, I love this idea. I love this company. This is where I want to I want eventually take it into training. I just want to get started. And I didn't really know what the exit plan would be. I, you know, once the business got up, I knew eventually, okay, what, either I'm going to have to find a partner to build facilities out, which to me didn't make a lot of sense, or to find a partner who already had facilities that would uh, acquire us and we could expand quickly. And the latter happened, but it happened very quickly with 18 months that I didn't really know uh, what the opportunity was going to be till I sat down with uh, uh, Lifetime CEO Brahma Crotty and talked with him for uh, a matter of few weeks and we just really aligned perfectly on what we wanted to do with the business. So it, was, it happened organically, but uh, like I said, I was lucky to find a partner who had the same vision that, that I had. So Alan, is your recommendation to the entrepreneur to have that exit strategy or, you know, I guess there's going to be some people who are just basically creating a job for themselves for the rest of their lives too, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think it really depends, Rob, on what your business is. Obviously, if you're, if you're going to go into a large-scale uh, business that you're going to require some VC funding, they're going to need to see what your exit strategy is. Um, you know, 
10 years ago when you're, you're scrappy and you could do things on your own, you don't really need one, especially if you're going to self-fund the business on your own, which I did. Uh, I didn't need to have an exit strategy. I just put some stuff in my credit card and took out a little loan and said, let's go. So I think it really depends on what the business is. Um, I will say it's probably good practice to have an exit strategy and think your business all the way through because it will fill in some of the blanks that you may have later on that you want to be prepared for, whether you own it yourself or some, uh, there's some investment in it. For sure. Now, let's switch gears a little bit. I recently ended my relationship with my business coach. I keep on a couple of consultants that I, you know, I work with more passively right now. But uh, what have your experiences been like with a coach or a mentor, Alan? You know, I... I think mentors are very, very important, but not necessarily in the in the traditional sense. So what I mean by that is you know, social media, Twitter, the internet, there are just so many mentors and quotes that you can tap into. Um, I mean, your podcast, Rob, th- that is a platform for mentorship. Honestly, like in the old days, before the internet, before podcasting, you would have to track down a mentor and try and have coffee with them or lunch. Whereas today, someone can just download your podcast and listen to a guest and they may answer something that's been going through your mind for two weeks that you needed advice on. Between podcasts, between YouTube, between all these uh, business people that are sharing content, I feel like some of my best mentors are the ones that I've never even met before. I just follow them and try to learn from them. So... It's very easy to find a mentor today. Anyone specific you're following right now? Um, you know, I'm big on most what everybody else is listening to now. You know, I'm a big uh, Gary V fan. Um, you know, but then there's there's other people. Joanna Coles, uh, who's an editor in New York. Um, she's she's uh, definitely on my influencer list. Um, you know, there's Mark Cuban. There's a lot of basketball ex- executives that I'll follow uh, and learn from. So I, I'm kind of all over the board on where I find my inspiration uh, related to mentorship. It's everywhere. Motivation and inspiration everywhere. You just need to find the stuff that speaks your language. Now, uh, I might be jumping around a little bit here, but do you love to win or hate to lose and why? I love to win and I love to lose, I guess. You know, it's, you learn a lot when you lose. And for me, it, it gives me a, a tremendous motivational boost when I take, when I take losses. Um, when I win, and this is not something I'm proud of at all, and I continue to work on, is I always hear my inner critic saying, yeah, you won, but, you know, you could have won by 20 points instead of two points. Or, you know, it's just this, I'm not proud of it. It's a sickness. Um, so I, I kind of love them both. And, you know, it's funny. We, we've we had a very good streak here at Ultimate Hoops for a while. Um, but recently in the last month, we took a little bit of, of a loss, but it was a kind of a good risk on a, a new product that we were doing. And I was sitting in the room with, um, you know, my team and they were kind of feeling a little bit down and I was actually smiling. I'm like, this feels good. Like we haven't taken a loss in a while. Like this is, this is good. Cause I feel if you're not taking enough losses, you're not taking enough risk. You're not stretching yourself and your organization enough. So I always get nervous when we have too many wins and not enough losses. So that's my feeling. If we keep winning and winning and winning, maybe we've just set that bar too low. Maybe the standard's too low, right? Exactly. I mean, that's spot on, Rob. Like you always have to be looking in the mirror. Like if if you're winning too easily, you got to start raising the bar and and testing yourself and your business. Absolutely. Now give our listeners something actionable here, Alan. What do you do to wind down after a long or stressful day? Uh, It's not anything uh, (laughs) 
too uh, extraordinary other than I just go home and I spend time with my wife uh, and I have two kids, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and just try to spend as much time with them. Um, you know, their day is very consistent when I get home. They want to go to the park or they want to play or they want to play house. So it's, I couldn't think of something so far away from what I do day to day. And it's the perfect elixir for me to wind down at the end of the day. Good stuff. Now, Alan, boil this thing down. What is the one thing you want to share about just going for it and jumping into entrepreneurship like you did? And again, sorry for the term that might not be uh, the right (laughs) definition, but uh, just jumping into it like you did. Yeah, no, listen, I, I always say this to people like be very clear on the reason for why you want to start a business. Uh, You know, you have to love your product or service in good times or or in bad because at the end of the day, at 2.30 in the morning, when you're tired, it's just going to be you and your business. And don't do it because you don't like working for other people. When I talk to uh, college students today, that is the number one reason I hear from young entrepreneurs is why they want to start a business because they don't want to work for anybody else. And to me, that's the riskiest thing I think you can do as an entrepreneur. I think it, it, it's not bad to cut your teeth in corporate America for a few years and, and learn your craft a little bit. So um, I always get nervous when people make that their number one priority. Uh, first, first and foremost, just find a product, find an opportunity first, and then decide to be an entrepreneur. And figure out what you're good at, I'm hearing you say, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to, to think about what your interests are at 22-year-old, may, as a 22-year-old, may be way different when you're 30 or 31 years old as well. Now, Alan, what does the future look like for you and your business? Uh, we are very, very busy. Uh, you know, Lifetime Fitness, the entity, uh, you know, our, our mothership continues to grow as well. We are now in 120 locations. We're going to be adding uh, at least 10 new clubs in the next uh, year, over the next five years. So heavy growth on Lifetime Fitness opportunity. And for our business, we are growing as well. We're about uh, 60% capacity with our training business within Lifetime Fitness. So there's 102 clubs that have basketball courts. We have trainers in 60 of them. So there's a lot of runway there. We just launched a new, uh, opened a new club in New York City in partnership with Carmelo Anthony at the Sky Club. So nice. a new basketball court there. Yeah. So that was really, that's been the most, uh, that was kind of a tentpole moment for me and the most emotional. Being Living in New York, having the idea there, and then three weeks ago to be standing on a court with Carmelo Anthony and seeing the Ultimate Hoops logo was really, really a special moment. So a lot of opportunity in front of us. Alan, I'm so happy we crossed paths today. You've given us a great glimpse into your entrepreneurial journey. If people want to learn more, how can they connect with you? Yeah, so I, I, if you want to learn more about Ultimate Hoops, uh, our website is uhlife.com. Uh, if you want to learn more about me, I'm on Twitter, at Alan Arlt, uh, Instagram, at Alan Arlt, the same. And I'm also trying to get into Snapchat more as well. Yeah, a little tough to get into that for me too, but uh, yeah, we'll keep the finger on the pulse of your business. We appreciate it. Again, thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at bidzy.com. 
Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.